Testing, testing, testing. Blah, 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 blah. Ready, set, go. It's time for the Coach Amy and Coach Liz Show. A podcast for endurance athletes by two athletes, two coaches, and a physical therapist. We are your hosts, Coach Amy and Coach Liz. Coming to you from Kansas, Kansas City. City. Hello, friends. <laughs> oh my gosh. Amy's being a real pill this morning. I am. I'm stressing Liz out too. Oh my that. gosh. I'm like hives. For some I'm reason, actually gonna have to disrobe and take off one of my take 15 off your puffer inside my house. I know. Um we are coming to you from Kansas City where right now it is we have this like snow, freezing rain. Um, black ice. Okay, but let's just be. They told us we were gonna have like this really exciting weather. Well, we event. did have one in the beginning of the week, and then yes, they did say we were in this very scary weather event. But what is happening right now is, well, there's two things. We have below zero wind chills. I have something to say about that. <laughs> and then also we have this black ice, and people are like, "What is black ice?" It's just the little sections of runoff or melting areas that freeze overnight and then when you're running you can't you can't sometimes can't see it but it's that sheeny shiny spot that you better be paying attention to. I always thought they called it black ice because you couldn't really see it and it was on the blacktop. Well that's true it's exactly what it is. Okay but you had a special weather tip for us that I didn't know this morning so (laughs) what (laughs) about those special road things or whatever they purchase something special for the road and when it gets cold. Oh yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) So some cities mm. have invested in this. So <laughs> she's looking at me oh like I'm gosh. insane. Have invested in this product that they place on the roads that is beyond just like your normal, like you know that stuff that the snowplows pushed put down. That is just like the salt, right, okay. or whatever. There's these chemicals that they can put down that will actually melt or prevent and kind of slow down the freezing of the roads. And in below zero wind chill, or not, I'm sorry, not below zero wind chill, but below zero temperatures or sub-zero temperatures. Mm. And it's effective where regular snow, salty stuff that they put out doesn't, doesn't work in below zero. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the streets in Overland Park, where I live, are actually really good right now. Yeah, they're not that bad. Anyway. Blah, blah. Right. What are, that's not what we're talking we're about. We're not. Today. What are we doing? We are talking no about, cares. we're going to talk about swimming we and are. something to work on when this time of year, um, kind of like during our sort of off season, yeah. right? Or yeah. about starting to prepare for the upcoming triathlon season. What is it that we should be working on? <laughs> Getting to the pool. Step one. <laughs> well, right. Get to the pool when it's cold out, whether you like it or not. Oh, my gosh. So I am just going to kind of frame um, how people think about swimming to okay. kind of, um, because I think we get caught in like the nitty gritty of, of swimming. And it's a super technical sport. I mean, you know, the, the triathletes like really don't need to go down that kind of wormhole. Um, so I'm just going to kind of reframe this conversation that I have with almost every single person this time of year, especially if they're coming to me for a lesson. And so, you know, there are two ways to get faster at swimming. You can either reduce drag or you can increase propulsion. And if you think about that, like with an airplane, they make the airplane as aerodynamic as it can be, and then they put a good engine on it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the place that, that people get really hung up in swimming um, is how to make that leap from decreasing the drag, like you're working on your form and your technique, um, to increasing that propulsion and how do you build the engine. And there's a lot of information about decreasing drag 
and some information about increasing propulsion, but there's very little out there about what it's like to go from one to the other. And that's where people's, they really fall apart. It's, it's hard to do that. It's their stroke goes to shit. They don't build effective power. Um, and so, you know, this is the time of season where you might focus on one of those things. Now, I'm going to just put in a little caveat here. <laughs> of course you are. I know. Amy thinks I'm a runaway train. She's not wrong. But I'm trying. I, I, gave, I gave her some time to write some notes Because you this. changed the scenario today. <laughs> she, pit, she pitched me a curveball. I know. True or false? True. Okay. Okay. Well, my rest of my case. Okay. So, <laughs> the thing is, is that, is that you know, People want to focus on their form and their technique or increasing propulsion, but the reality of it is when you're in season that a lot of times you just have to build the endurance, build the distance of your of your race event or get used to like the skills, like maybe you have open water panic. And so a lot of times, like I'll have people that come to me and they want to do their first Ironman and maybe they haven't even done like an open water swim before, which is amazing that they're willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Um your body's it's going to be just a huge ask to build that distance and your form is going to go to crap and you're not going to be able to work on all of these other things because you are just focusing on being ready for the event and you have to be really specific about how far can I swim do I have all my open water skills stuff down and so the rest of the stuff does take a back seat and uh-huh. it it should right and so then you get into the um to a shift in, in season um focus and you can focus on some of the other stuff so so say you come back and it's it's no longer time to prepare for an event specifically and you can either focus on reducing drag or increase increasing propulsion so what usually happens when somebody is trying to go like say you feel like you've you've really perfected your technique and it's time to start working on how to get faster um first wait a minute by saying i've perfected my technique yes that's you mean like that's the part where I'm decreasing drag. That is decreasing drag. Correct. Correct. Okay, so I've decreased drag because I'm really like efficient in the water. Mm-hmm. I've got all my good kind of form. Now yes. it's time for me to get faster, and that's the propulsion part. That's the propulsion okay. part. Now I'm going to say something here that people get obsessed about perfect technique. Triathlon swimming does not require perfect technique, and there are some very basic things that you need to have done. And so at some point, you may have the stroke that you're going to have, and that is good enough to start Mm -hmm. increasing the propulsion. That is a different podcast. But let's say you are at the point where your stroke is functional. Yeah. It's not, you know, you you could go for a long time with it, but you just don't seem to be able to get any faster at it, which is where a lot of people get stuck. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, maybe there's some um, technique stuff that you can work on. But this happens with running, too. Well, sure, Same of course, thing. of yeah. course. Swimming, it tends, people, you know, there's some things. Um, well, people get stuck with not being able to get faster for some reason, and they can't figure out what it oh, is. Oh, that's what you're so, saying. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. part no, I'm okay, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I mean, the that's, only comparison. <laughs> it is, and you know, and so people, and, and I think sometimes it's helpful to have a frame of reference. Like, I feel like a lot of times what I see is people getting stuck around that um, two-minute mark. Like they, that's a really, what do you mean? Two minutes, two per minutes per hundred. Okay. Per 100. Thank you. And this may not be you. I mean, you may be at three and a half minute per hundred. You may be, right. you know, so it's but very, you kind of get stuck where you're just not improving. You're not. And I feel like a, a pretty standard place for triathletes is to kind of reach that somewhere around that two hour mark. And then they're like, I just can't, you know, get faster just because it's nice to know sometimes where people fall as a frame of reference for yourself. Even though we're not supposed to compare. It's anyway. two minutes, not two hours. Just okay. Yeah. Correcting. Um, so what tends to happen, and you know, I've coached age group, I've coached high school, I've coached college, I've coached triathletes. Like this is across the board. What tends to happen is that when people want to get faster, they just start spinning their arms. 
And so you're moving your arms, but then you're losing all of your form. So now you're slipping through the water. So by spinning arms, Mm -hmm. you mean that they start to turn over their stroke fast, trying to go faster in there. Yes. Okay, but they're slipping through the water like shoop instead of okay grabbing the water. So they're so they're now your arms are going really fast. Your breath is really up. But your stroke is really terrible and you are definitely not going any faster, but you're using so much more energy, yeah. right? So that's like, that is the biggest problem. Um, and so what I tell people when you're starting to try to increase your propulsion is that you need to make sure you have a, that what you're doing with your stroke is actually moving the water. Right. Right. Versus turning over faster and sacrificing moving the water exactly. when you're doing that. Exactly. Okay. So yes, and that and that can happen for a variety of reasons. But yes, just because you're moving your arms faster doesn't mean you're moving any more water. You're not necessarily moving forward faster. So one of the things that I tell people is that if you're thinking about um, so the most important part of a stroke for a triathlete is what I call the underwater travel. And that is when your arm is moving underwater. So if you put your arm in your overhead and you you put your arm in and you're pulling down past your hips, you know, you've mm-hmm. got that underwater travel, that is the bread and butter of the power of your stroke for triathlon. That is the, like, this no- is so interesting because after, uh, with some practice and mm-hmm. some time in the pool, it's just one of those things that like, just kind of, co- like, for me, it just kind of clicked and came to me mm-hmm. where I felt when I pushed it correctly, mm-hmm. I felt like I was gl- gliding so much further yes. for that particular stroke. Yes. That's, and that is... That is the hardest thing for people to feel. Of anything that I teach, that is what is so hard because you are trying to feel. So when you are pulling effectively, you feel that resistance of the water, but you cannot verbally explain to somebody what that feels like. Like there Mm -hmm. are drills you can take people through um, that help them understand what that is supposed to feel like, but it is it is the hardest thing for me to explain to people. You just have to feel it. And it takes a lot of time in the water and also takes very being very intentional because mm-hmm. it's quite easy to quote unquote pull hard, but you're not pulling in a way that's actually grabbing a hold of the water. It's like mm-hmm. I tell people if you were like, think about if you were going to pull yourself up over a wall, mm-hmm. like you've, you know, like you were going to, I don't know, they've done those, whatever the tough mutter things are, mm-hmm. the crazy races with obstacles where you pull yourself up over the wall and think about the, the, placement and the motion of your arms to do that and you would find the most effective way to pull yourself and then push yourself up over that wall your arms aren't going to be out doing some funky like thing like way out where your hands are at like nine and three or the you know your elbows are all weird so what you are trying to visualize when you think about creating an effective underwater stroke is what is the most effective way for me to place my arm to pull that water, mm-hmm. right? And, it, and people get real hung up on like the small details of all of the stuff, but it's pretty basic when it comes down to it, especially for triathletes. And so that's what you're trying to do. And, you know, another place where you can kind of simulate what that feels like is either using um, like the, the stretch bands or if you're doing... Um, it's a lat pull down in the gym, but you're not doing it in a traditional sense. It's more like you're standing up and you're simulate. Basically, you're simulating that underwater pull outside of the water with some resistance. So either with a resistance band or with um, like a lat pull down machine. And what I like about the resistance band is that you can do it unilateral. So the lat pull down machine is yeah. bilateral yeah. In- unless you have a really, really low weight on there. <laughs> well, but it's very hard. to. Yeah, you might. But it's hard to feel that because with swimming, it is you know, it's one arm it is. at a time. It yeah. is. And so then, and you can get a sense of what that feels like. And 
yeah, the issue with that is that you can still be doing the correct motion without the correct muscles. So I'm not, this is a, this is one of the hardest things I teach when somebody's yeah. ready for this step, just yeah. so people are clear. But, um, I feel like you tried to get that message across to me and it, it didn't connect for me until I was just in the water enough that it, and, and I think too, just my background with paying attention and listening to my body and all you have made it a little it. bit easier yes. for me to yes. make that connection at some point. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, here yeah, it is. That's, I feel it now. Yes. I know what I'm doing. Now I know it. And I, I think I'm lucky that way. You are. Um, I think it is very challenging for you to get that point across. Well, and I finally found some drills. Like there's a series of three drills and it's like inevitably once in we the go pool. through those in the pool, pool once, okay. once, you know, I go through those with people, it clicks, oh, but God. it's like, it took me years to figure out how do you convey mm-hmm. this? But, but the other thing that I have people think about is when you are working on, so basically you are working on strengthening the underwater travel part of your stroke. Mm-hmm. When your hand is, that's when you're moving forward. When your hand is underwater, going from over your head, down past your hips, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted, and that is muscular strength, right? You are strengthening those muscles. If you were in the weight room and you were doing a bicep curl and you got tired, you don't stop the bicep curl halfway through, right? You finish that entire motion because you want to strengthen the entire length of your bicep. Mm -hmm. And so when you're thinking about that for swimming, you are strengthening that motion and you don't, you can't cut it off and like bring your hand up, you know, at your waist or it's... You have to follow all the way through. You have to follow all the way through. Yeah. And so it's 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 really like strength training for those muscles. And then once you get that motion down and you start to feel that, then you can work on like varying up how hard you're pulling. So you're doing that same motion. And can I do that same motion effectively while I'm pulling easy versus pulling hard? And then you gradually start to increase like how fast you're doing that without changing your not, pull. Yeah, not sacrificing. Now, to be clear, like there are, you know, I mean, just like in running, when you're doing a 100 sprint versus like <laughs> a 5K, like there's changes in forms, right? right? So this isn't as, like this is just kind of a rudimentary overview. But that leap from like I have a stroke that I'm comfortable with and I, you know, I don't need to work on reducing drag anymore. I'm ready to increase that propulsion and it makes sense how to do that. But getting, making that jump is, is the hardest thing that I see. I see that's where most people's strokes just really go to hell in a handbasket. Okay. But then it's, what's the other thing to do with propulsion? Is there, oh, is that it? Just the arms? Well, I, oh, I mean, I could go on for Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know she's going to stop me, but that's the most important. No, no, no. Be- I didn't know what you wrote down there. I didn't read that. No, that was it. I mean, you're, it's, that is just like one of the most, because that is the bread and butter of the, in triathlon, you want to power your stroke from your upper body. Okay. So, because so cause that's, that's very important to say that because um, I was thinking that you were also going to talk about the kick. Well, so let me propulsion say propulsion from the kick. Thing. I know, I know. You could say what, and we can also do another podcast about the kick. Oh, we so, are. I'm but, even doing a swim clinic on the kick this year. Ooh, okay. Because the kick, nobody wants to talk about the kick. But so I, I'm not going to launch into it here. We'll do another podcast. But here's the thing about the kick for triathlon: it is not going to make your stroke. Meaning, it is not where you're going to power your stroke for triathlon because of the distance. Because of the distance, because it makes your heart rate go up, because you need your legs for the bike and the run. Like, uh-huh. if you have ever really kicked in swimming correctly, you know that it, I mean, it's it gasses 50, you. It's a 50-yard dash it's, kind it of is. thing. It's okay. very hard. So so, so it's not going to make your stroke for triathlon, but it will break your stroke. Meaning, if you don't have a, a kick that is functional, it is going to impede all of your forward movement, it's going to change because the kick ties in with the timing of the hips. So it's not just like the motion of the kick and doing that right. It's also making sure that it's in the rhythm of your stroke, which is, you know, a whole other basket of worms. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but if you are trying to make that first leap into getting a little bit faster, you need to look at how effective your your under the strength of your underwater pole. Love it. Thank you, Liz. Did oh, I do okay? God, I know I'm so like all good. sweating and you know my notes. I'm like, we want to hear what you guys have to think of what you guys think about this topic. Is this something you struggle with? And how uh, much you love swimming? Oh, and and on a we cold just want day. <laughs> um, so you have a couple of ways that you can leave comments for us. Um, different platforms will allow you to leave comments, but you can also go to our website. Um, Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on our website, thecoachamyandcoachlizshow.com, and leave your comments. We want to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening, and remember, we are in this together. Until next time.